Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert. Keep what's yours. How to keep more of your money in your pocket. Here's the book title, Jeff. How to leverage the new tax law to create unfair advantage over your competition. That, exactly. That's, that's that's the name of the book. It's a long-winded title, but it's the name of the show. <laughs> it's the name of the lifestyle that we try to live. You know, this isn't one of those lifestyle branding. Yes. You know, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Yes. This is like literally every two weeks when we get paid. Yes. Are we doing the right things on our paycheck? Exactly. With our uh, retirement accounts, with the things that we can take advantage, like for my son's schooling. Exactly. Are we doing the right things to keep more of our money in our pockets? Yes. Rather than just trickle off to the federal government and state. Yeah. Most people just, they you get paid, you take your paycheck stub, you go, ooh, great, you throw it in a drawer, you walk away. No. The concept is look at it. Look at it. And if you need help, call us. We can walk you through what those numbers mean and help you actually save some money. It's one of these things where you, you just keep trying to tell people if the, if you're not doing anything, exactly, you're leaving money on, on the, the table. table. Yes, and and that is uh, and the table is the well, IRS. Yeah, it's not not right. your table. It's their yeah, table. It's their <laughs> table, and they'll gladly take it. But they have put things in place in the tax code that can benefit us. And unless we listen to this show or unless we go to Jeff Zufall in his office at Capital Advisory Group or unless we actually read the tax code. Yes, boring, but we necess would, necessity. Right. <laughs> we wouldn't know these things are even out there. And not only, uh, you know, we listen to the show. Hey, there's some things out there. Josh has yes. taken advantage of something. And Jeff mentioned something last week. Um, how do we implement that? into, into exactly. our paycheck, into yeah. our, our daily lifestyle, well, you got to have somebody hold your hand through the process. Yeah. walk you through it. You got to talk to your HR department, or you have to talk to Jeff, or you have to have Jeff talk to your exactly. HR department. <laughs> uh, that is actually better. And we could sit on a, a three-way call and just yes. kind of sit back and let you guys hash it out. Yeah. And, you know, Jeff's looking out for you. The HR company puts it uh, into play, and maybe you see a couple – uh, less bucks on your paycheck the next go around, but it's not going to the government. Exactly. It's going the to your taxes. pocket. It's going to your pocket, whether it's in uh, your kid's schooling in a couple yes. of years or whether it's your retirement. Exactly. And a couple more. So if you're not doing anything, you're you're just leaving money on the table or more uh, realistically, you're giving more money to the government yeah. than, than what you have to. Than what you have to, what and, you're legally obligated to. And that's the thing, you know, and, and I'm paraphrasing uh, a great man who once said, why would I pay more taxes than I legally have to? <laughs> President of the United States 
at one point and yes. is, is running again. Yes. And we'll see what happens. Attempting. Attempting, <laughs> Attempting to run again. <laughs> but, you know, as, as much as you hate to say it, he's right. He is. You know? Exactly. If they he, put the laws out there. As long as you abide by them, you're safe. And if there's a rule out there, a law out there that says you can take a deduction, take it. Don't and, walk away from it. And whether it. those loopholes are are right or wrong, exactly, they're there. They're there. So, you know, does the Biden administration close them? Does the next administration open new ones? Well, remember, next year, 2024, is an election year. Mm-hmm. And all of Trump's tax cuts that he put in play in 2018. Sunset. Sunset in 25. So whoever really wins the election, it, it, not, not by choice, I mean, but they're going to be forced to reset a lot of these tax laws. And that's, so. and that's one of those things. It's like we set ourselves up and, you know, I say, great, this is great, Jeff. We're saving for our retirement and we're saving for our kids schooling in how old it's been, too, in uh, 16 years? Yeah, 16 years. Um, you know, we're good to go. See ya. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, it, it, get a, another appointment on the schedule, on the calendar, oh, yeah. because things can change on a dime. There will be probably huge, and again, not to be, na- I mean, think everybody has to look at this, not to be naive and say, oh, you know, maybe if so-and-so wins, they'll lower taxes for us. The debt that the United States sits on today is huge, and basically somebody's going to have to corral it. And the only way they're going to corral it is by raising taxes. And the reality so is, I think both whoever wins is going to have to raise Republican, taxes. Democrat, Independent yes. doesn't matter. They're going to raise your taxes. Yes, it's just going to happen. Yeah. It's just too far in debt. Yeah, it's just too much money coming out with COVID and anything. Oh, everything. And yeah. you know, pick your poison. Pick pick the the government yep. expenditure that you hate the most. Uh, something things are going to get paid for. Yep, and they're going to raise their taxes to do it. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We'll talk about it a year and a half from now, Jeff. Yeah, and we'll just probably right after, the, right after the election. Yeah. We'll at least know the direction that we go because there's, you know, each party has their own little thing that they're going to do. Um, neither one's going to save us. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, so. that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, pie in the sky. Yeah. Not going to happen. I'd vote for the pie in the sky. Oh, sure. Frankly. In a heartbeat. <laughs> Is he running? Yeah. Is she running? <laughs> Um, but it's it's going to happen. So what I can do, though, is protect myself exactly. and my family and exactly. do what's best for me. What and works use for you guys, yeah. Whatever the tax code is right now, I'll take advantage take of Take advantage it. of it. And if they change it in a year and a half, then I'll come back and see you and we'll make yep. adjustments. We make adjustments and go from there. You know, it's like the SECURE Act, the first one. That made changes, and we needed yes. to, to realign ourselves and, and go with the new tax law. Exactly. Secure Act 2.0, which we'll talk about here in just a second, that's making changes it, that— Kind of big ones. <laughs> —that affect us. So, um, you know, it's—is it's, it's is it cheating the government out of tax money if no. I dodge my taxes here and there? Legally, 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 no. If, right. it, if it's a, a true dodge where you're just like, hey, I'm not going to report this income, I strongly suggest don't do that. Right. They'll catch you. Matter of time. Um, uh, that t- one guy that said, why would I pay my taxes? Uh, I think his CFO yes. is now in was, jail. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he illegally dodged his yes. taxes. And or said, hey, we're going to write off all this stuff. Um, uh, technically, you can't do that. Right. You know, so. so they'll catch you. And they're, yeah. they're hiring a lot more people. And they're, they're coming up with a lot more rules. To try to catch you, uh, and that is, you know, and I, I hate to say this, if you aren't paying your taxes on purpose, you deserve There's to get caught. An issue, yes. That's an yes. issue. I'm paying mine. Yes, exactly. You should pay yours. 
but for all those people who are out there that say, I hate taxes and it's theft and they should do away with all <laughs> taxes and the, you know, the payroll tax and all. If you hate taxes, you should be the first person to yep. call Jeff. Standing there, knocking <laughs> on the door at 9 a.m. Because <laughs> you have to pay them, but yes. you don't have to pay all of them. All of them, yes. So uh, get in touch with Jeff. Capital Advisory Group, 636-394-5524, until they abolish the income tax. Which I don't see that in the near future. <laughs> Let's find a way to keep more of our money legally in yes. the structure of the tax code. And maybe you'll be a little bit happier. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going to talk about realized versus unrealized gains in the next couple of segments. But first and foremost, let's hit some news items. Um, I go to Smash Burger in St. Charles. Yes. And they've got um, they got a good burger there. They do. Uh, but they've got these charging stations. Yes. Out front. Yes. And I'm like wondering to myself. I think I went to a grocery store and there was a bunch of charging stations. Are these things like? Do I just walk up and kind of look around and, and plug say it in? free electric, free electricity? You know, typically no. Yeah, typically no. You're going to put your credit card in. You're going to pay for what electricity that you use while you charge your. Vehicle. And then I'm going to go in, eat a burger, and come out. Exactly. And car's and car's charge. You're good to go. And I'll get um, pick my receipt up. Yeah. So the concept on this is this is more so if you own property, um, and I say commercial property. Um, even a building that may be for the um, convenience of your employees, if somebody's got an EV car, um, you could put a charger in. Um, one, you're going to get some federal tax credits for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Amron, as a power company, is going to help you out even more on top of that. So there is actually on August 29th, there is actually 9 a.m., there's a webinar. It's a one-hour webinar, and they're going to walk you through you know, what it looks like for Ameren's EV charging incentive, um, you know, the benefits of installing it. Um, going back to the same thing, I think Culver's in Ellisville, uh, pretty, I say, newer building. Another burger joint. Um, yeah. Um, eat that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they have two charging stations in the back parking lot. And um, I think my wife's company, she works for a big Fortune 500 company. They've got charging they stations. They have them, yeah. And they probably worked it out with the government. Yeah. And, you, know. get, you get a credit for it from a business standpoint. So if you own a commercial uh, commercial building, a commercial parking lot where you could do this, yes, you're going to have the cost outlay to, to put them in the ground, basically. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a couple of different ways that you will get your money back. So, And this is, this is kind of Wild West. Did... Did my burger joint just become burgers and a, a gas station and a um, gas station? <laughs> Technically, mm-hmm. an electric station. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they pay that, uh, who's who's that ultimately going to? Am I skimming off the top uh, for that, or is that going just straight to Ameren well, for no. the electricity? The concept is is you're paying that that electric bill with your you know regular electric bill for your piece of property. But you can also put timers on there. I believe Culver's, they say when they flip the switch at night, 10 o'clock or whatever it is when they close, they flip the switch, it turns the power off to those. So nobody could sneak in there at 2 in the right. morning and okay. think they're going to get free power. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it just, it's off. But, um, okay, so so they scan their credit card, they charge their car, they go inside and get some cheese curds. Yes. Uh, and then they come out. Who did they pay? What they're is, actually paying the owner they're paying of that. They're paying the property Culver's owner. Or okay. whatever the, the corporate what, whoever, is. Yes. Yeah. And then they turn around and pay and Ameren. they have to pay Ameren for their regular bill. Yeah. 
And then so, what, what's the taxes on that? Is that more like a pass-through or something? It's more of a pass-through, if anything. I mean, you're going to pay your utility tax, and it might raise your, your utility bill in a sense. But still, at the end of the day, you're gonna it's helping pay for whatever electricity that you use to charge your car. I wonder what verse gas, you know, per gallon, what is it, three and a half or whatever, yeah. What is it per, you know, gigawatt? That, I, yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's still out there. Um, you and, know, if it costs me 50 bucks to fill up my tank, what does it cost to charge up? To charge my, a car? That I yeah. don't know. But I know that uh, I think GM has come out and they've kind of said, hey, this isn't as profitable as what we thought it was. Um, and they've there's been a little rumblings on their side. Not that they're pulling anything back yet, but um, I think the biggest issue is, at the end of the day with the EV scenario is there's really nobody. There's a big giant plant that's being built, I think, in Phoenix, Arizona or somewhere, you know, in the desert um, that's going to be one of our main battery producers. Other than that, there's really no battery producers in the States. Um, so all this is well, coming in scary. from Mexico yeah. and China and so on and so and forth. And the chip shortage, and that was chip, weird. Yeah. You know, we, we get all yeah. our chips from overseas exactly. as well. And during the pandemic, I think uh, they said, you know, 99% of the acetaminophen, Tylenol, yeah. the aspirin. Comes from overseas. Comes it's, from overseas. Yeah, That's put crazy. On a, a cargo uh, uh, box and shipped over here, yeah. which is a little scary. Made so. in America, not so much. Not so much anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's the, now we're getting off track. But, yeah, but. <laughs> if you wanted to put a charger in your company parking lot, yes. and whether or not it's a perk to the, your employees or whether or not you're going to put a credit card reader on there exactly. and charge people, yeah. um, and just, you know, hey, come in and get a burger, and while you're here, charge your car. Charge your car. You, know, yeah. you know, I'll go there instead of McDonald's or whatever. Exactly. Um, once people catch on that, that, that they're out there, because I think that's one of the big things is most people that do have a true EV, um, not that the range is limited, but they're like, hey, where am I going to charge this thing? You know? Right. Um, and you got to kind of be selective in your, your charts or your, your driving patterns just to make sure that you get to a charger. Yeah, and I just gained 40 pounds because That too, I'm because you got to wait places. 20 minutes and go eat some burgers. <laughs> every time I charge my car. Um, but uh, the government's going to kick in, federal yes. government, and Ameren will even kind of They have an incentive because well. you're selling their product, so they'll right. help you out. Hey, we yeah. need you to you know pump our electricity. How yeah. are we going to do that? Well, put a charger in. Yeah, no, we'll no different if back. you've got a, uh, a new furnace, new AC unit. Yeah, um, yeah, a, yeah. Electric water heater. They don't. They don't like it's gas Laclede, water heaters. Laclede's not a thing anymore. Yeah. Spire. Spire. Spire um, kicks in. On they'll that kick sometimes. in. They'll kick in. Uh, I know for a fact. Uh, AC went out. First hot day didn't work. Oh God. Um, you get a three hundred dollar credit from Ameren. Plus, you get on your tax return. You get to actually drop it in there, and and the expense that you pay for the new unit, you're going to take. I won't say a full deduction by no means, but you get a. A, a nice little perk on that to help out. These are the little things that we do. I mean, I'm in the process of quoting now a, a new furnace and all that stuff. Oh, it's fun. But <laughs> if I don't know that there are things to take yes. advantage of out there, I'm just going to buy a furnace and a new AC unit and all that stuff and not take exactly. the tax advantage. Yeah. Anytime that your uh, windows, doors, insulation, um, there's all there's a whole bunch of, along with the you know the EV charging you know so on and so forth in the batteries um, they've put a ton of energy efficient stuff that you get a deduction on your tax return for and an AC unit you need one of those oh, yeah, especially in St. Louis summers age, yes. um, my son's daycare he needs to, I yes. need to pay that yeah 
why not take advantage of it tax tax efficient basis on a tax efficient way yes to pay something that i have to buy anyway anyway yeah. And just do it more tax efficiently. Exactly. Leave some money in my pocket. We saved, uh, kept, I should say, twelve hundred bucks last year. That's right. And going Buying forward, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, so, uh, Amron will help you out with that. Yeah. What about putting one of these chargers in our own home? You do the same thing. It's a twelve hundred dollar credit for putting the, the the pay for an electrician to come wire it in and actually put a charging station in your garage. Um, so you'll get that too. So these, I mean, you buy an electric car, which a lot of people are doing these days. They had record numbers uh, last quarter. And people buy an electric car, they have to charge it up, so they have to install a charger. How many people are just putting the charger in and not telling the government? Exactly. They might not even know that there's a credit out there for it. I mean, my tax break for this. Well, because you're going to have to pay electrician. I mean, honestly, pay electrician the run. I think there's some difference in the voltage. Um, it's 220, mount- 221. Yeah, it's, yeah <laughs> 222. It's mounted on the wall, um, nice and clean, um, versus just you know plugging it into the wall and yeah, we'll get walking that, away. That orange extension. Yeah, out. yeah. Have a big long one run out in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> so there are, are tax savings to be had, but do we know that they exist? Exactly. Well, that's why this yeah. show exists, and that's why Jeff is uh, now accepting. New calls. He'll take your call. Get a meeting on the schedule. Come in and talk to him and say, hey, I heard you guys talking about I just bought an EV, you know, and I got to put a charger in. How do I take advantage of that tax efficiently? Uh, How do I get my rebate? All that stuff. They put it out there for us. They just never tell us that it's there. Exactly. Or how to take advantage of it. Yep. So that's why you need a buddy in this. That's Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group, CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. The number is 636-394-5524. Keep what's yours. It's the name of the show. It's the name of the book. And we'll talk more when we come back. Realized versus unrealized gains. What does that mean to mm-hmm. us? <laughs> Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the program, back to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert, and I heard a couple weeks ago that uh, they were talking about realized versus unrealized gains and something that will probably head to the Supreme Court one day. And I don't want to get into the weeds of of what they're proposing because it's still a ways off. And the Supreme Court has to weigh in, and then they have to kind of go from there. But the idea is that for years, up until now, uh, they have said that it is kind of off limits for Congress to tax our unrealized gains. Yes. And and going forward, they said, well, we want the Supreme Court to weigh in to see if that's actually the case. Yes. Now, it's not to say that Congress, you know, after – they rule, oh, it's okay to tax unrealized gains. Yeah. The day after, it's not to say the Congress is going to do that. Exactly. But they're just, just to say if it's constitutional. Can we do it or not? Yes. And, you know, here's my thought why would they be asking unless they wanted to do exactly. that? Exactly. Well, there's a ton of money out there, tons. But it's it's tied up in stocks, it's yes. tied up in, well, in I mean, assets. Any, it, any asset that you own. And I say asset. And when when you say asset, are we talking? Uh, this is to say, just on the on the most basic level, your stock goes up. Yes. Five percent. Mm-hmm. 
the government would come in and tax you on that. It, well, 1%. I haven't, yeah. I haven't sold it exactly. yet. I haven't actually gotten that money. That That's paper money. That's exactly. on paper. You know, that's not a realized gain. It, it never hit my pocket. Exactly. You're going to tax me on something that is still sitting as a stock? Exactly. And, and to me, that just sounds really problematic because that is just kind of hanging out there as one day I'll cash it in and pay taxes exactly. on it. But the, the flip side of that is, is what if it goes down in value? And, and you have no unrealized gain. It's a realized or unrealized loss. So the way to look at it is you buy a stock. It's the easiest way to look at it. But a stock, a bond, uh, mutual funds, this is non-IRA or retirement accounts. So those are just straight brokerage accounts that are taxable on a regular basis. But your home, um, second homes, commercial buildings. It yeah, does real, real estate count real estate realized counts. versus unrealized gains? Yes. Um, basically, if you have a business, there's realized gains, realized losses, and so on and so forth within those businesses also. But the easiest and simplest way to look at it is if you have a brokerage account um, and, and you put $1,000 into it and it made a, a $100, that's you now have $1,100 to your name. But you never sold anything yet. That $100 is an unrealized gain that's sitting on the books. If you sold it, it's realized. So, so But hang on, hang on. Let's, let's even get more m- micro into this. Say, you know, there's a guy on the street corner uh-huh. and he says, I'm hungry, I want a cheeseburger. And the Monopoly man walks by and he says, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm all out of cash, but here's a stock. You yeah. know, I'm flush with stocks. Yes. Because Monopoly man doesn't carry cash anymore. No cash. It's all, it's That's all right. a debit card. <laughs> uh, so he gives this guy a stock. That's worth 10 bucks. Yes. And all of a sudden, it becomes the most profitable company in the world and shoots. Yes. And that $10 stock is now worth $100,000. Yes. That poor person, he hasn't cashed it in yet. Yeah. He still has not a penny to his, to name, his name. But the government wants to come in and tax him yes. on that gain. On the unrealized gain. That's what the, the well, how's he supposed to pay it? He, he you'd still, have to. The problem he still is has no money. You'd have to sell. You'd the have asset to sell the asset. part of the asset to realize a gain to then turn around and kind do of it. forcing us to sell our more assets. Than, off. Yes, in a big picture. So capital gains came around back in the day. From the theory on, if you own, if if you had a, if you had capital sitting there in your pocket, you wanted to go invest in a business, go buy a second home, um, buy some stocks, and speculate a little bit. The theory is, is if you made money on it and you sold it, which is then realized, you pay a capital gain. That makes sense to me. That's, and if, that's, that's like income. Exactly. And if you lost money. I got was, money in this deal, yeah. so I got to pay taxes pay tax. on it. But here's the flip, is if it's a loss. So you buy a stock for $100 and it goes to 10 mm-hmm. A lot of people can relate to that. Uh, and, you sell, and you sell it. That is a realized loss. You get to write it off. So you get to write up to three grand a year personal. You can go one way and it can go the exactly. other way. And remember, any capital losses are always offset by capital gains. So you can have loss carry forwards to unlimited dollars. Um, so we've had back in the day, in uh, 2008, with the, the financial crisis, um, there were, and I say widows who had GM stock. Um, and G- General Motors basically claimed bankruptcy, and they had probably four hundred thousand dollars worth of stock sitting there, um, 
old school. They had the certificates. They were jammed in a drawer. <laughs> um, it didn't matter where it was. But when General Motors went bankrupt, that stock was worthless. So literally, here's a 92-year-old widow who thought she had a ton of money, who literally has a $400,000 loss carry forward sitting on her tax return that she can take $3,000 a year until she uses it up. And you can't pass that loss carry forward to anybody. It stays, married couple stays on that tax return. Oh, okay. They, so, so a family member can inherit it and they use it to their advantage. Well, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I lost a bunch of money uh, and I want to use this to offset any capital gains. But exactly. what if I don't have any capital gains the next That's year? That's the issue. You get three grand a year every year going forward. And that, that $3,000 has been $3,000 for. Uh, probably 10 years. Do they need to raise that? They really need to, but they haven't. They said they're going to index it for inflation. That never quite made it there. What about billionaires who, you know, I mean, Elon Musk lost $50 billion one year. But he has capital gains on sales of stock. So the two offset each other. Mm -hmm. So he pays no tax. Mm. So I think where the feds are going with this is someone, maybe if you have a net worth of $100 million, $10 million, $50 million, something like that, um, then maybe, yes, we will tax your unrealized gains at 1% a year, and it's easy pickings for them. But I really, at the end of the day, don't think that that's going to make it that far. Um, I think what they're going to do is it's gonna, they're going to say, hey, you could do it, but good luck. Try. So it, it makes sense to me that if I had a stock that started at 10 bucks and I sold it at 100 bucks. Yes. I mean, I made $90. Yeah. Makes sense to me that, that the government charges me capital gains, whether it's 15 or 20%. Exactly. Depends upon your, your adjusted gross income. Um, so most people will fall at 15%. If you're over four, married, filing jointly over like 416, 420, you're going to pay a 20% capital gains. But again, so you make a hundred bucks, you got to give twenty bucks away. You're still eighty dollars ahead of the game. Right, but I sold that stock, and whether I reinvest it and buy that stock back in thirty days or whatever, I'm out. Yeah. The transaction has it's been done. completed. I yes. paid my taxes. Yes. If I'm holding a stock and it goes from ten dollars to a hundred dollars, and I don't sell it, and the government comes in and wants to tax me on my gain, could be an issue. Well, what happens if the next year the stock goes back down to 50 bucks? Well, that's that's what the dilemma is saying. Is, is there unrealized losses? Yes. That we so, can, I mean, you can could claim you could take if you bought a stock and it went you bought it. I mean, there were people uh, WorldCom uh, back in the day who called us saying, hey, I just bought this stock like two days ago. It's worthless. What do I do? Mm -hmm. And nothing. I mean, you're stuck with it. Um, but it went worthless. So you take a write off. And then that unrealized loss, or the realized loss, in a sense, again, shows up. It's a loss carry forward on your tax return. It just seems like a lot to keep track of yes. for the federal government. Oh, yeah. That's like me well, saying— the brokerage firms that you do business with, whether it's your E-Trades or your TD Ameritrade, whoever it is, literally are obligated to keep what's called cost basis. Um, back in the day, they never did. So everybody cheated <laughs> right. because there was, oh, well, I don't know what it is. I'll just guess and throw a number out there. Don't do that. But um, today, the where you purchased it, even if you move brokerage firms, they still have to keep that cost basis rolling. And, and if you moved it from your Wells Fargo and you moved it to TD, 
they have to push that forward. So there's always that cost basis coming forward. And I guess with technology being what it is, it's all spreadsheets. Yes, can it's just, really what it is. You know, it's like, yeah. where are we at right now? You hit a button, cha-ching. Exactly. Here's here's yeah. everything. Yeah. And I, I get that. It just seems like a lot to keep track of. Like, like this, Jeff, here's an example. I, Josh Gilbert, say, I'm thinking about buying a new car. And the government comes in and says, all right, well, sales tax on that is, you know, $2,000. And I pay it. And then I realize... You know, I don't want to buy a new car anymore. And the government has to come back in and give me my money back. <laughs> it's when the sale is complete, makes sense exactly. to me. Makes complete sense. These this unrealized gains, but I taxing think, that, that sounds I think that wild. that unrealized gain is going to be high net worth individuals where they're trying to scoop some money from them. I mean, I'm, it might be you got to have a net worth of $100 million. So, uh, so again, this is for rich people. I think it's very rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, not just millionaires, but very rich. Because um, Elon Musk was worth $200 you know, billion dollars exactly. because his stock was worth that. Exactly. He couldn't go to the bank. And... He didn't have five bucks in his pocket, seriously. Right. Um, right. It was all stock. So, again, they got some privileges that we don't, which is swapping stock for loans and vice versa. Um, you know, so you go, hey, yeah, Jeff Bezos is worth a hundred billion dollars, mm-hmm. but he, well, you know, according to Amazon, he makes eighty thousand dollars. Exactly, a year. I think it's eighty-two thousand seven hundred something, which I cracked up on. But so they found a way to get around all sure. this stuff, and so I guess the government's just coming back, coming and back, saying, saying right. hey, we want to tax some of this yeah. because literally they they have the tricks to not pay any tax on on those stock sales. So, but again, for you and I sitting here today, um, here's, here's one way that you can actually uh, push the tax. So let's say that you bought a, a commercial real estate, you bought an apartment complex, mm-hmm. um, and you depreciated it to zero, which means over a period of time, commercial buildings would be 40 years, purchase price minus, you know, divided by 40 years, you're going to take that depreciation each year. And you depreciated it to zero. And you go, man, if I sell that, you pay 100% on whatever the gain is, is there's no basis anymore to it. So it's all capital gain, long-term capital gain. Um, so the theory is it's called a 1031 exchange, which means you go hire a third party, you pick out a couple of other properties that you would like to reinvest. You don't have to go with those guys, but a couple of other properties, and you do a 1031 exchange, which means it takes the gain on that, the property you're selling and pushes it forward and nobody pays the tax. Mm-hmm. So the theory on that is, let's say that you're doing that, um, and the current tax law says that if you pass away and you leave your piece of property to your children, um, they inherit it on fair market value date of your death. And that step up in basis, which means you don't pay any tax on it. So the theory is your primary residence, you get the exclusion of 250 or 500, that's easy. Um, but once you step out of that realm, any other secondary houses are subject to capital gains. So, unfortunately, we've had a couple clients that came in this year that didn't realize they sold their rental. Um, and they're like, what do you mean I owe a ton of tax? Because you have a basis, you sold it more than what you bought it for, and over the last four years you took a little bit of depreciation, which means it knocks your basis down, mm-hmm. and poof, they owe tax. And so this is that uh, that idea that if you have a rental property and you sell it, as long as you roll it into a new rental yes. property. and you have to follow the rules for the 1031 exchange. And there's um, pretty specific rules. Very, it, it, there's a, a series of events that have to take place. It's easy to follow. 
but there's a series of events that have to take place as you move forward. So. Yeah. So, uh, again, I say this all the time on this show. Keep what's yours, Jeff Zufall. You said a lot of stuff right there, and it's, you know, I'm catching about 25 <laughs> to 30 percent of it, but I realize there's a lot more that goes into this. Oh, yeah. How am I possibly going to try to do this by myself? It, it'd be really hard, um, seriously. Um really hard now if you were kind of in finance or you got into it and it kind of perked your fancy in a sense and you started reading and researching yeah you could run with that but typically just call us we'll help yeah. you that's yep. the whole theory that number's three uh 636-394-5524 i started the the three nine <laughs> capital advisory group capital advisory grp.com jeff Zufall, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor full disclosure he's my tax guy uh he's heidi's tax guy he's my parents tax guy he's heidi's parents tax yes. guy <laughs> uh and he can be yours as well why would you want to mess with all of this yeah. it just seems like it's going to get even more complicated it, pr it probably will i mean the, the laws are getting a little convoluted in a sense um and and really like the you know um just just the basic stuff especially with the tax law being with trump's tax law sun sunsetting in 25 yeah in 24 or i should say end of 24 whoever wins um early part of 25 is going to go at it and you know that they're going to and again both parties are going to tax us there's not one better than the other um so so you know that they're going to raise taxes and it's a reset on a ton of different stuff sitting out there and that's one of those things where, you know, you you got the Republican field trying yeah. to narrow itself down. No one's talking about this. I Nobody mean, is. I think the, the first and foremost, they should say, vote for me for president because we get to reset the tax code. Exactly. And if you want, you know, the other guy to do it, well, good luck. I'm not naive either. Um, I get that we're, as a country, we're deep in debt, um, a scary amount of debt. How's that? Yeah. Um, and they can't just keep kicking it down the road. Somebody has to address this. Um, so I just, whether it's a Republican, Democrat, Independent, I think that they're going to have to raise rates, tax rates. Um, and it, it, we may not like them, um, yeah. but we got to do what you got to do. Yep. All right, let's go to commercial break. But when we come back, let's talk more about realized versus unrealized gains. We don't know what the Supreme Court's going to say on this. We don't know what Congress is going to do if given the green light. But a stock that increases in value, can you be taxed on that before you even sell it? That sounds messy. Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. We'll be back right after this. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back on the show, back to Keep What's Yours. Jeff Zufall, I got to ask you this. We're talking realized versus unrealized gains. I'm getting a handle on it. Uh, if you sell a stock... That's a realized gain. You got money in your pocket. You pay taxes on it. Yes. Your stock goes up. You don't sell it. On paper, you made money. Exactly. Elon exactly. Musk is worth $200 billion on paper. On paper, yeah. But, you know, what's he actually have in his bank account? Nothing. Well, he probably, well, he he's probably got some money in his, believe me, he's got some. Yeah. But, got I mean, burger. No. No, he doesn't have yeah. access to that cash until he sells that stock. Exactly. But can you tax 
the gains on something that you haven't sold yet. Well, our friends in the government are attempting to do that. Um, there was a bill that was tossed out there a while back. It never saw the light of day. But they said that they wanted to tax unrealized gains. So they've kind of taken that sideways. Uh, they're now going to take it before the Supreme Court and say, hey, what do you guys think? Um, and it's kind of that get a validation and everybody kind of gets their hands on it and then we go from there. Yeah. But so we don't know what the Supreme Court's going to say. And even if they say, yeah, that's constitutional, you can tax unrealized gains. We don't know if Congress is actually going to exactly. pull the trigger uh, on it. Yeah, pull it. They may say, ooh, you know, and or it may be. This is only for somebody with, uh, you know, a hundred million dollar net worth, yeah, right. and then we're going to ding you one percent or two percent or whatever the number is, and then those guys will go hire their attorneys and their lobbyists and their, lobbyists, and their right. you know accountants, yeah. and they'll go fight it and see what happens. Well, you know, their attorneys and lobbyists are already oh, working inside. It's chomping of our at government. the bit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but let me ask you this: unrealized gains every year, and I'm a new homeowner. You know, I spent 38 years. You know, either living with my parents or renting. Yes. I'm a new homeowner. I'm still trying to grasp real estate taxes. <laughs> I mean, they just go, and you know, I don't get any of this back ever. It just Never. keeps going out, but every well, year? Hypothetically. Mm -hmm. um, you're paying it. If you look at your bill, it'll give you the, the rolling tab of where it goes. Uh, top two are your school district and your fire department. Um, special school, I don't know about St. Charles County, but I know St. Louis County. Special school district has also slid in there, mm -hmm. um, and they get the lion's share of those tax dollars. Well, I'm looking at you know my mortgage statement, and I'm like, okay, principal versus interest, and oh, what's this line taxes? Taxes. Yeah, <laughs> never get that back. Uh, just like I won't get that interest back. But every year it gets reassessed, right? Because what they're doing is they're they're, it's, they're it goes they're, up. They're coming up with a calculation, um, and it's called a mill value. And each mill is worth $1,000, and they do this fancy calculation. Um, even in uh, COVID, they were raising your, your property tax because they would adjust the, the mill value, in a sense, on how they do that calc. Um, you can fight it. I mean, uh, my house personally probably, I think it was like a 28% increase this year. Oh, my um, goodness. So, no, we're fighting it. Um, whether we win or not, I don't, haven't heard the verdict. Um, but... Um, it, that's the issue is you say, hey, you're using houses that are not in my neighborhood, that are uh, two neighborhoods over, that are three times the value of my house. And you go, wait a minute, you know. So you go, is that unfair? I'm not quite sure. This is the first time I've ever protested it. Um, but we'll see how it yeah, ends. Yeah, we'll follow um, along with so you. So I'll either write the check or not. So, um, But that's the issue is your insurance goes up each year on your house. Your real estate tax will go up. Um, but, and that's, again, but that's the thing is you haven't sold your house. No. You ha you still live there. You still plan on living there for a long while. Exactly. But, but that's paying the, the real estate tax is really paying for schools. Um, it's paying for fire districts. It's paying for if you look at the, you know, a little bit here and there through our government agencies. Um, it's flipping a bill for a lot of stuff. But it, it and, and I get that, and yeah. like I said, I have no problem paying taxes. Yeah. But trying to wrap my head around this, is that an unrealized tax, unrealized gain tax? Your hey, your house just went up in value because of the crazy market and COVID, or you know your neighborhood just put in. Yeah, um, but I'd know, say I'd say school. I'd say no, because what they're doing is using the increased value of your house, which they know is going to go up each year to basically pay the pension of firefighters mm -hmm. or pay the pension of police. 
um, you know, different stuff like that, or pay current salaries of those guys. Sure. Um, you know, school district, it pays for the teachers, the buildings, you know, the, I say the upkeep and all that fun stuff. So, um, you know, and you hear a lot of older people um, saying, hey, my kids haven't been in school for 60 years. Why am I still paying that? Right. So that actually made it to state of Missouri. And they were talking about St. Louis County's talking about exactly it, right? trying to levelize. If you're over 65, or I don't know what the age is, I don't think they've really said yet, but 65 or 70, you're gonna, your property taxes are frozen. They'll freeze, and they'll freeze straight. Do you have to them. keep paying them, or would, yeah, I just they assume stop. They would they would freeze. going up. So say it's four grand a year. Um, it's going to be four grand a year going forward. It would gotcha. not increase because again, twenty something percent increase on your real estate tax. If you're on a fixed income, that's kind of an issue. I well, mean, yeah, and, it's and, a huge issue. All right. And so when I was a little kid, you know, MC Hammer got huge. Remember mm-hmm. that? You can't touch this. Yeah. And he bought this giant house, and then all of a sudden he went bankrupt and had to sell his house. And yeah. I'm like, well, why did he have to sell his house? He already bought it. And then someone told me, well, Josh, real estate taxes oh, yeah. never huge. stop. No. Year in, year out, whether you paid the house off or not, you're still exactly. paying real estate taxes. We always get that debate, people saying, oh, I'm going to pay my house off, and I have nothing to worry about. Well, Real estate taxes. Yeah, you do. you got insurance, because <laughs> you got to insure it in case it burns or blows away. Right. And you still have to pay real estate tax, and you, there's no way around that. So, so it's like, I got $50 million. I'll buy a house for $50 million. Well, be a nice what, house. <laughs> yeah. what about real estate taxes? Exactly. What about going forward for the next 20, 30 years? And you always bring this up, the little old lady exactly. that uh, had that house in Ladue in 1948. And, you know, it's, it's a little tiny house, but all of a sudden the land that it's on, yep. the house itself, she could sell that for a million dollars. Exactly. Well, does she have to pay taxes on a yes. million dollars? Yeah. Well, she can't well, live there. Well, not on a million because the, when she sells it, what will take place is she pays a capital gain. Mm. So she, as a single individual, gets a $250,000 exclusion of gain. Okay, So she'd have a basis, say she bought it for fifteen grand. Um, we will make the math simple. She bought it for hundred grand. Yeah. She gets a $250,000 exclusion. So basically, now you're talking 350 is is taken away, but the difference between 350 and a million is capital gain to her. So long term capital gain, six hundred fifty thousand dollar, whatever the capital gains yeah, is, probably on a 15 percent, maybe even a 20, mm. because her income would skyrocket by that capital gain showing up that year. So there's kind of that double edged sword. And she'll um, come out ahead. Oh, way ahead. Way ahead. But still, you're gonna write a check to the feds, a mm-hmm. huge check to them, just to say, hey, I'm done. But if she still wanted to live there, and maybe the St. Louis County thing hasn't kicked in, um, she's yeah. going to have to pay taxes she's on every the new house. Yeah, every year going forward on that step up in, in value. So, again, you could say, hey, that is kind of a unrealized gain calculation. It I is haven't going sold my house. My bank account hasn't gone exactly. up. Exactly. But you want to charge me more. Yeah, but you're paying it year in, year out as you go forward. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that is kind of how it works. Realized versus unrealized gains. And we will watch, you know, the Supreme Court. We'll watch Congress. But like Jeff says, we also need to watch the upcoming election because the Trump tax cuts will sunset. All expires. Yeah. All expires on January 1st, 2025. Yes. You know, it's like, uh, 
<laughs> oh yeah. And then the ball drops, and all of a sudden, the question is, what what do we pay now in taxes? Exactly. So whoever wins this upcoming election kind uh, of rules the roost on putting that in play. Um, again, not saying you know, oh, if an independent wins, they're going to lower my taxes. That's yeah, not going to happen. They're all going. It's all going to go. It's all got to go up. Has to. Has um, to. Has to. Just to offset what we got sitting out there. And if you are curious about how much money we owe, um, you know, there's that the, debt clock. Didn't uh, they have national to, debt? Yeah. Didn't they have to buy the the building next door to, to extend, keep it going? Yeah. Extend no, the it's, clock. It's wild. It used to just the ticker would just kind of tick kind of fast. Literally, if you go look at that website now, it literally is like it's going, it's going up fast. Debt as so, we speak. Yes. So they got to pay for it somehow. So your taxes are probably most likely more, going more likely to, going up. Going to go up. Yeah. So what does that mean for my retirement? What does that mean for Who's should gonna, I do four one k now? Exactly. Or, Still, there's a mathematical calc to say, hey, is it worth it? You know, again, with the unknown, saying five years down the road, what our tax is going to be, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we really don't. And that's what you need Jeff for, senior tax strategist and wealth advisor. I saved up all this money um, for my retirement. How do I take it out tax efficiently? Or even at someone my age, 42 now. Um, oh, God, I can't Going down I fast, man. Yeah. <laughs> how do I save it tax efficiently? Exactly. You know, yes. how do I take it out tax efficiently? How do I save it tax efficiently? Jeff's the guy to go to. 636-394-5524. Keep what's yours. Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group, capitaladvisorygrp.com. Give him a call. Get an appointment on the calendar. Talk to him. Let him talk to your HR department. If you aren't doing anything as far as, as being tax efficient, you're leaving money on the table. And by that, I mean you're giving more money to the federal government than you legally have to. Yes. And that's what Jeff is trying to get out over the airwaves every week. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. You betcha. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit capitaladvisorygrp.com.